Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And welcome to a snowy Saturday morning edition of Drive Time Radio. I am your uh, your host, New York Vinny, on this uh, very, very unusual, but yet, you know, I mean, it's snow. It happens. It comes down unless you're in, you know, Key West or something like that. It's going to happen every once in a while. And here we are in the uh, snowstorm that seems to be normal for Seattle now. It seems like um, the end of the uh, uh, the season, winter, We as we head into that final month, we get a, you know, either a few inches or as we have this morning, a major accumulation. Uh, the great thing about the snow, and I, and, and I, lo- I love the snow. I, um, I, I, I love driving in it. I love, uh, you know, playing in it. I love sledding. I love the whole, the whole concept of snow once a year is, to me, is really cool. You know, it's coming, you do it, you, you, you slide down the hill, your kids get into sauces, and slide down the hill, and then it melts the next day. It's that uh, back east kind of cold snow that doesn't go away the next day that always worries me a little bit about, um, you know, about it, and that's the the stuff that you have to shovel. See, you don't really have to shovel it. You can just leave it there, and it'll melt in a couple of days. Uh, The temperature's going to rise in a couple of days, and everybody will be okay. Now, it's a little bit interesting this year, because, you know, normally you would say, well, you'll be stuck in the house for a day. But how many people are stuck in the house for way more, you know, have been stuck in the house and now find themselves, even with the psychological barrier of the snow being out there and not being able um, to get out. So, you know, uh, put on some cartoons. If you have to uh, go someplace, don't. Unless it's really, really important. If it's, uh, if it's, you know, if it's a matter of life or death, uh, it's a, you know, a doctor or it's the vaccine or something like that, then figure a way out. Uh, I know in our neighborhood up here in Edmonds, uh, we are, uh, you know, there's a local um, website that people go on and communicate about the neighborhood. And I've already seen a couple of people offering rides that have four-wheel vehicles, four-wheel drive vehicles, that are offering rides to people if they need them uh, for medical emergencies, or to um, you know, or to 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 uh, get to a vaccine or something like that uh, if the clinic is open. And that's a, a neighborly thing to do. I'm going to do that myself. Uh, this morning, I'm gonna, um, put a little thing on there, and if, if people, you know, if people in my neighborhood need a ride uh, to a doctor or to a hospital or something like that, I have a vehicle driving. Lord, I got the perfect vehicle this week for, you know, traipsing around in the snow, driving a Lexus LX470. It is huge. It's powerful. It's torquey, and it, um, you know, it maneuvers through the snow. It has four-wheel drive, you can switch on and off, it's got, it raises up and down, it does, you know, it does everything that you would want a vehicle to do in the snow, so, you know, I'm going to hopefully, we'll get some people, you know, uh, you know, help some people out today, and again, this isn't something, it's like for grocery shopping, you know, you say, oh, I need a, you know, I'm, I'm down to five rolls of toilet paper, so I have to get down to the Winco, or to the uh, uh, you know to the metropolitan market and get me some uh, and get me some toilet paper because I I don't want to run out. If you run out with five rolls from now until you can get down to the store, I think you're in trouble. But you didn't, yeah, I don't think you should go to the supermarket. I think you should go to the doctor at that point because you're losing vital fluids. But be that all as it may, it's uh, you know we continue on. With, you know, with, with Drive Time Radio, we're talking about cars, and it is Valentine's Day weekend. 
And um, so that's always, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Valentine's Day. And even though I'm not in a, you know, a relationship right now this year, um, it, it, it's, it's still a beautiful, I don't know, I know it's, listen, people say it's a created holiday, it's a card created, you know, created to sell you candy, created to sell you cards, but no, I think it's a celebration of love. And celebration of relationship, it's a celebration of companionship. It doesn't necessarily have to be that it's all about love, although that's a great component of it. But, uh, you know, it, it can be about just a special relationship. I mean, did you ever buy your mom a valentine or your aunt a valentine or your, you know, or your father or your mother? I mean, that's where people get kind of, make, make kind of a wrong way turn here as they do it in terms of, you know, it, it has to be, you know, passionate, uh, I got to go out and spend uh, $300 kind of love. And, you know, that's... Um, that's a fallacy. That's in, you. You put that on yourself. Um, I, you know, draw a card and send it to somebody like I used to in first grade, and it usually gets me about the same place it got me in first grade. Nowhere's. <laughs> but hey, that's love, right? What Marvin Gaye sing? That's the way love is. Anyway, so. We have, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that because I think the automobile comes into, uh, into love in many different ways. Um, certainly, the, the, the biggest way I always think about is uh, the attraction of, um, you know, a person to another person sometimes, many times, begins with the car they drive. And it's easy to say, well, that's a very materialistic view, Vinny. I mean, that's a, you know, that's kind of, but, but I've seen it time and time again. Uh, you know, you go down the street in a, um, I don't know, a Chevy Nova, let's say. Uh, for you younger people, that's a Chevy that used to be around, low, low money, kind of cheap car. But you go down the street in a Chevy Nova, and, eh, you know, maybe maybe women look at you, maybe they don't. Maybe, you know, you park the car, it's kind of a... But take the same chassis, take the Corvette, uh, to take the Nova body off, slap a Corvette body on it, and drive it down the street, and women look. I mean, men look too, but it's... But there's an attraction, there's an undeniable part of our brains that see something like that for some people, not all people, but for some people, and it clicks in. There's an attractiveness. Now, I've never been able to figure out if you figure that you're looking at that car so it makes the person more attractive, or you like them because you like that car and you think they have good taste, or exactly how that how that works. But there is, without a doubt, a correlation uh, in many people's uh, minds as to what car you drive, what your economic status is, what your, um, you know, your taste is like, what you like, what you don't like. You know, if you look at a, if, if you watch a, uh, many country music videos, you always see the guy with his pickup truck. And, you know, he's picking up Darlene to go out on a date on Saturday night. And, you know, that's that's part of the ritual, part of what goes on. It's not just, it's, it's such a part, automobiles have become such a part of the love story in America and in other countries too, not just America, but it's, it's so much a part of... Um, that, that, you know, the time-honored story of, okay, we go out, we'll, uh, you know, I borrow dad's car, we'll take you out on a date, uh, maybe we'll make out, maybe we won't in the car. You know, I mean, it's just so much that goes that goes on and goes into it. I mean, there have been books written about the best spots to make out. I mean, we did a drive time, I don't know, it was the Chicago Auto Show 
so maybe it was 2010 or 11 or something like that. But we did a whole drive time on the best cars to make out in. Top five cars to, uh, to make out in. And it was an impressive list of cars. Um, more than one conversation uh, that I've had, and I know many other guys have had this happen to them, where you're driving a really nice car, and a woman comes up to you, starts to talk to you about the car or about you, boom, 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 and you wind up making a friend. So, love and cars are definitely intertwined with each other. There's definitely relationship between the two. Even when you're young, you know, you're 16 years old and you get that car for the first time, you know, and you're driving it down 82nd Street to 37th Avenue and everybody piles in, you know. Uh, you always look to see who's going to sit next to you. <laughs> you know, uh, whoever fights for that front seat next to you, and those were the days when cars had bench seats. They gave you clues to who liked you and who didn't like you. If they sat in the back all the way at the other side or in the trunk or in the back of the van, then you know that maybe they didn't like you so much. Maybe it was, uh, maybe you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't waste your time and effort there, uh, but you should, you know, talk to, talk to the person that jumps in. And there's the test. Now, the test was illustrated in uh, the movie... Bronx Tale, and I've always, always loved this, but we did this long before a Bronx Tale, and the test simply is, you go, you know, you open the door, you go out on a first date with somebody, or you, you, you pick them up somewhere, and you, you go to the, uh, to the door of the car, you unlock the car, and you open the door, and they get in. And you close the door. Now you walk around the back of the car. If they reach over and they open the button on the driver's side door, you got to keep her. If they just sit there and don't do anything, you don't want, you, you know, keep moving. Drop them off, say thank you, I'm glad I could give you a ride, and you keep going. It was known as the test, and we all did it in uh, in New York and on the East Coast. I don't think it was just a New York thing. I think it was, you know, now it doesn't work so much because you have power door locks and you have, you know, um, you know, buttons anymore. Now you have a little switch and everything. But for many years, that was kind of the, uh, the test to see if somebody was selfish or not, to see if somebody thought of other people. Not the only test, obviously, but it was a, it was a good, it was a good test to see how uh, how things were going. So we'll talk a little bit more about uh, that coming up, uh, the relationship between cars and love, because it is the day before Valentine's Day, and believe you me, I'm a lover, not a driver. No, I'm a I'm a lover and a driver. I'm a lover, not a fighter. All right, it is uh, 8.16. We'll take a quick break here. We will come back. We got Nathan, who is, um, I haven't even asked him what he's, what he's doing for Valentine's Day. Who knows? We got to find out from Nathan what his plans are for uh, Valentine's Day. And we will also ask him what car I'm driving this week, although I think we tipped that off. And um, a certain car ownership group has decided that the way you meet people is through their car. So we'll tell you about that coming up, too, on this Saturday snow morning edition of Drive Time Radio right here on 1150 KKNW. It's time to winterize. And at Sinclair, that means check. Lubricate, check. Transmission and differential, check. Hoses for leaks, check. Fan belt, check. Drain radiator. And put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X. The multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dino for fast winter starts. 
Worry about winter? What for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now. Winterize at the sign of Sinclair. At Sinclair, we care about you, about your car. Organic, free range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk, 1150. I'm the snowplow man. Yeah, the snowplow man. He's a busy man this morning trying to get uh, all the arterials cleared up in the highways before people uh, get on the road. But again, I, I plead with you, if you don't have to go somewhere this morning, don't go. Don't don't leave the, uh, leave the car in the garage. Leave it uh, where it is. Uh, go back in the house. Cuddle up next to the radio, listen to drive time. Uh, you'll be better for it because uh, the, the, listen, this is slippery, slidey. It's still coming down uh, where, depending on where you are, it's a ton of it on the ground. So you don't, you don't want to deal with this if you don't have to, really. You, you, you don't want to, uh, you know, you want to just uh, enjoy it. it. There is that element of, when you come out of the house for the first time after it snows, how how quiet it is and how just how beautiful it is. Uh, if you're in a busy part of the city, uh, the sounds get muffled by the snow. If you're out in the country, um, you look at the trees and the snow on the branches and everything is has this beautiful blanket of white on it. It's just, um, it's really spectacular. I love it. All right, um, Nathan, I think it's time for you to ask me the magic question. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Why, Nathan, I'm glad you asked. I, I thought you would never ask, my friend. By the way, Nathan, how are you this morning? I am doing well. Good. What's, um, let's see. Uh, now, you, um... You were there on time and everything, but you didn't drive this morning, right? No, no, no. I got stuck here, so I booked a hotel room right across the street. Very fortunate to have one across the street from work, so I just stayed there overnight and came back here in the morning. And your, your stay was good? Did they have a little continental breakfast for you when you came downstairs? You know, with all the COVID restrictions going on, they have that temporarily disabled so if there was no COVID I would have had a continental breakfast but I was sure to pack an overnight bag with some extra food extra clothes and stuff just in case uh, maybe I did try to go home and then got stuck but yeah. like I said I got the hotel room last night so all was good and I'm well prepared good well you know what Nathan you strike me as a guy who is always well prepared I mean I, I bet you if we looked in your car we would find booster cables and a couple of emergency blankets, and maybe some flares, and a flashlight, and a couple of uh, power bars or something like that. <laughs> okay, you know, maybe not. Of... Maybe not that <laughs> repaired, but I had the es- not repaired prepared, but I had the essentials. And I guess the uh, uh, Boy Scouts, I was in them long enough to go by their motto: always be prepared. Be prepared. Oh, were you a Boy Scout? Just for a little bit, maybe about a year. I did Cub Scouts, and then. Uh, Boy Scouts for about one year, then decided, eh, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, I was a Boy Scout too. I made second class. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. You know, I liked the Boy. I mean, you learned some stuff from the Boy Scouts, and you know, going to summer camp and everything. Mostly, you learned how to harass other kids, but uh, more than anything else. Um, all right, well, uh, Nathan, what am I driving this week? You asked, and. I think we uh, we should answer that question because yeah. that's what we you know we try to answer those questions. And I am Nathan in a car that is um, perfect for the day. I was just perfect about to say week. you gave me a teaser before the show, and it is a perfect car. I am in the uh, the, the Lexus LX five forty five seventy. Excuse me, LX five seventy five seventy for five point seven liter. A V8. It's uh, a huge. It is a Jagunda. I mean, it's big, man. Um, on the outside, and it. Uh, I haven't driven it through the big snow yet. I drove it a little bit yesterday. I haven't driven it through the big snow, but I drove its um, its cousin, uh, the Toyota uh, Sequoia. Uh, oddly enough, on a snow day last year, and it was a spectacular. Spectacular ride. 
I should say the Land Cruiser, not the uh, uh, Toyota Sequoia. And it was, um, you know, it's a truck. It's a truck, so it's body on frame, which is, uh, you know, when you have four-wheel drive in this kind of weather, I always think better. Gives you more rigidity, uh, gives you more, gives them more ability uh, or aftermarket to install more rigidity if you need it into the frame. And I think from from my money, uh, those cars that have the you know the body on frame uh, work best in four wheel drive situations. That you're not looking for a sports car. This car is not about handling. Uh, if you're looking for handling, you're not getting in the uh, the LX570. Uh, what what this is is a big car that uh, you know will go toe to toe with the uh, Escalades and the Tahoes of the world size-wise so that you don't feel intimidated out there on the road. Because you know sometimes, Nathan, you can get out on the road with these things and, you know, you're in a little, um, uh, you know, uh, a Porsche, uh, not Porsche, well, yeah, let's say a Porsche SUV. And, you know, and you're between a couple of Tahoes and a, a, um, a Lincoln Navigator and you feel like you're a little drop in the sand. So with this thing, you, you feel like you're on the same terms with them. And um, it's expensive. Oh, it's just expensive. It is, um, the, the edition I'm driving is uh, just, uh, just north of $96,000. That's expensive to me for uh, a truck of, uh, of this magnitude. It is 16.7 feet long and 6,000 pounds. Of, of of truck, so it's definitely. I mean, you're paying you know you're paying uh, a, a a good price for it, but it, you know it brings the Toyota reliability, which is Lexus, Toyota, same thing. Um, so we'll see how it works out during the snow. I'm excited to uh, after the show get out there and get into the snow and drive it around a little bit, drop it into four wheel drive. Uh, it raises up and down, so you have the clearance stuff as well. And it is, um, you know, it feels, it feels sturdy on the road, which is something when you're driving something like this, it you want to feel, you want to feel like you got something behind you, like you got some teeth into it, and uh, the LX570 uh, definitely gives you that. So we'll have a full review of the LX570 for you in the weeks to come. But that is this week's edition of Yo Vinny. Uh, what are you driving this week? Starring Nathan. I mean, really, I don't do much in this at all. Nathan is, uh, is it now? now are you uh, are you driving your Mazda three? How you how do you think that's going to handle in the snow? Have you driven that in the snow before? You know, that's uh, something I really don't want to find out. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to have the uh, need to find out if their car is good in the snow or not. But I'm just staying well, up yeah, here but- and being safe. Yeah, but I mean, you're gonna eventually have to drive home, right? You're not gonna, you're not gonna, move, you're not moving into the hotel, are you? <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll be staying another <laughs> night. I don't know. They say this winter storm's gonna be going up. I think they extended it until 5 p.m. Did so. they really? I mean, it's it's blowing here, and you know, the uh, Esperanza Media Studios studios up here and Everett. It's uh, it looks like Christmas out. I mean, it's beautiful, uh, but you know, I don't have to go anywhere. But I still will get out and. Uh, Jumping at 570 to see how it uh, how it goes in the snow. Well, you, you know, hopefully, yeah, well, hopefully it'll handle. Um, I've actually driven. You know, it's kind of funny. A couple of years ago, when I lived over in West Seattle, a few years ago, more than a couple, um, my wife at the time worked uh, for um, Mount St. Vincent. You know, the uh, the home, the old age home over there, and rehab facility, and. People were having trouble getting to work. You know, they didn't have enough nurses. Couldn't get in. The buses weren't running. I still remember, you know, the buses were laying sideways on 35th Avenue. You couldn't get around them. So, she, you know, because she knew I knew how to drive in the uh, in the snow. She said, hey, could, would you mind going out and picking up some of our staff and bringing them in? We'll give you a four-wheel drive to, um, you know, to go do that. And I said, yeah, I'm happy to help out. I had a Honda Fit that I was using that week. 
And um, I got to tell you, that Honda Fit, front-wheel drive, little four-banger, four-banger was the three-cylinder, but that four-cylinder went through the snow, went through everything. The ice, it stopped on a dime. It might have been one of the best snow cars I'd ever driven. I mean, we we bopped around West Seattle. We picked up a couple of people, brought them to Mount St. Vincent, went out, came back, got a few more people, brought them back to Mount St. Vincent. So we probably made five or six trips um, through West Seattle in the snow and got around the buses that were stuck and got through the unplowed streets and and got people to uh, to work at the uh, at the hospital. Well, you know, the, the medical facility there. And I was always, always shocked at how good that car, um, you know, just again, a little four-cylinder front-wheel drive Honda, how well it, uh, it operated in the snow. It was amazing. Well, front-wheel drives are definitely better to have than a rear-wheel drive, especially since most of the weight from the uh, car in the engine block is up there right above the wheel, so that helps to give you more traction as you're accelerating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, you know, my trick was always a couple of uh, sandbags in, uh, and throw them in the trunk over the uh, over the axles, and that used to get my Chevy Nova. You know, oh, there you go. That, that I had to, it got it all over the place. But, I, you know, what? I, I trained. I learned how to drive in the snow. You know, I learned everything about rocking the car and not giving it too much, you know, how to do steering in the um, in the direction of the skid and everything like that uh, to try to you know point the car get the car going in the direction you want it to go. I mean, I spent countless hours uh, practicing that, getting into tight spaces and stuff like that. Uh, so I learned a lot about that back east. So when I got out here, um, I forgot most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just. You know, I mean, you get out here and you don't do it for a while. I mean, I lived in California for how many years before? And, I, you know, maybe twice a year I'd go up to Tahoe and it'd be snow. And that was it. Uh, but it, it, it was amazing how much of it did come back to me and how I was able to uh, to drive in the snow. And, you know, it's simple, Nathan. Give yourself a lot of room. Uh, you know, don't go fast. You know, the idiot that you see going by you at 60 miles an hour uh, on a, uh, you know, on a highway uh, or, or blowing his horn at you because you're doing your 15 or 20 miles an hour and being safe. You just got to block that dude out, man, because that guy's going to be wrapped up around a pole somewhere. And, you know, you're going to be driving by him waving uh, as you as you go by. And, you, you know, it's, it's, it's better, if I've learned one thing about this, it's better to be slower, more attentive, and, and allow yourself space and time to get out of a situation than it is to try to, oh, I got to get to this place, I got to get to that place, boom, boom, boom. I can drive in the snow. I got a four-wheel drive, so nothing can stop me. Let me tell you something. Four-wheel drive, it gets you to go fast, but it doesn't help you out when you're trying to stop. Absolutely not. There you go. Um, all right, so we will, uh, let's see. What are, oh, yeah, okay. I'm, my mind was traveling somewhere, and I didn't know where it went. I had to look for it for a second. I said, so we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. we get the cartoon for you. And as I said, we, we, we are going to talk about love in cars. Do you know that, that coming this year, you, if you own a Tesla, there will be a dating app that you can go on to meet other Tesla drivers and populate the world with Tesla drivers. Is it me or is the Musk thing getting a little creepy? All right. Take a quick break here. We'll come back. I'm New York Vinny. This is Drive Time. Coming back, we'll have the cartoon and talk about Tesla dating uh, right here on Drive Time. If you're searching for that perfect gift for the college-bound kid in your life, the Car Care Council suggests putting together a roadside emergency kit. An inexpensive roadside kit is easy to assemble and could be extremely useful, maybe even a lifesaver in the event of an emergency. 
Of course, it's always a good idea to be prepared for the unexpected while on the road, but the best option is to avoid breakdowns and car trouble wherever possible. Performing basic maintenance and observing a regular service schedule can help avoid unforeseen road emergencies. Roadside emergency items can fit into a small duffel bag or rubber storage tote and include the following. Jumper cables, emergency flares, flashlight and batteries, blankets and extra clothes, non-perishable snacks and bottled water, first aid kit including essential medications, portable USB charger to keep the cell phone running even if the car isn't, ice scraper, snow brush and small shovel for winter driving, and finally Keep a copy of the Car Care Guide, available free of charge at carcare.org. Visit the Car Care Council's website to access a number of tips and resources for vehicle maintenance, including a free custom service schedule. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Right back with you on Drive Time Radio, New York Vinny. Nathan along for the ride is our producer, engineer, makes things work back at the station. We try to make things work for you in your car every week, uh, letting you know about the stuff that is uh, going on in the automotive world. Had a nice conversation with Honda earlier this week. We did a seminar on the brand new Accord Hybrid uh, that is coming down the road. And that looks like it is going to be a car that is going to attract a lot of people here in the Northwest. I know Hondas tend to be a little expensive. I know that Hondas um, tend to be a little, I don't want to say boring, but it's its its more of an appliance type car. And uh, in looking at the Honda, and strangely enough, the Honda Odyssey is our, uh, our drive time road test of, of the week. It... Um, this Accord Hybrid just seemed to have uh, enough styling and enough oomph put into it uh, that I think that people are going to look at this car here in the Northwest and and sop them up as quickly as they could, not to mention that you get the tax credit on uh, the Honda Accord as well. So that's um, you a know, pretty decent reason uh, to go out and buy uh, their redesigned Honda um, Accord uh, Hybrid. Uh, the, the, the non-hybrids are out already. These should be in the showrooms probably about now. I, I would think that um, that most dealers, most Honda dealers, I didn't check at the Honda deal up the block for me to see if he had any on his lot, uh, but they're certainly, um, they do Hondas, well, uh, they do uh, Honda uh, does hybrids. Um, I think, um, I think very well. I like, uh, what they do. Right time now for our cartoon of the week. You know, um, cause and love, man. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing when it happens, whether you're, um, in a car on a date, whether you write a song about your car, however you work cars and love together. It's an age old story about, uh, about our lives since, uh, you know, 1899, when uh, Dolly Madison stepped into the first uh, Hupmobile with um, Walter Ruther. I don't know, I was just making that up, but you know what I mean. Uh, when, you know, in my Merry Oldsmobile, you, you know, they sang about taking your girl out on a date in the, in the Merry Oldsmobile. In my Merry Oldsmobile. And of course, the Surrey with the fringe on the top. Da 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 da. Um, we got all something grittier for you, though, this week. Um, I love down-home country music. I, I don't, you know, country is a thing with me where I like some of it, I don't like some, but the story, you know, the, the stuff that tells the real stories, the Loretta Lynn's and the early Dolly Partons and uh, the Patsy Klein's and, and uh, you know, so many of those artists, uh, from, uh, you know, when, when country was, was, um, the white blues, uh, uh, there's such great songs, such stories being told in those songs. Uh, there's a, um, a show out, uh, that pays tribute to that era of country, 
Uh, they were out of Nashville, and, and uh, these people were have put on a show. They work a lot of cruise ships and stuff like that. Uh, they work a lot of, uh, but it's, it's kind of, if you would imagine, I don't know, if you would, I'm trying to think of the right, the right play, but if you would imagine, like, uh, remember Smokey Joe's Cafe? If you would imagine Smokey Joe's Cafe for country art, for old country artists, for the Grand Old Opry, this might very well be it. Their names are Doyle and Debbie. Uh, they actually, it's uh, Bruce Arnston and Jenny Littleton. Uh, they actually have a stage show uh, that played in Chicago to record, uh, to rave reviews. And uh, just a very interesting kind of spoof, but yet serious uh, about country music. They kind of spoof it, and they're serious about it at the same time. Uh, Delbert McClinton, who if you're a blues fan, you know his name. Uh, he's been around for a long time. I mean, he just turned 80 uh, not too long ago. Delbert McClinton leads their band and puts them on his blues cruise that he does uh, every year. And I just find them entertaining. They're almost like a, uh, a country sha-na-na. Okay? Anyway, they have a song called Stop Car Love. And I thought that we would uh, we would... We would play that for you this morning in the hopes that uh, that you too can find love around an automobile. How's that? A little uh, car and love music for a, uh, a Saturday morning on Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, because cars and music go together so well and uh, singing about uh, falling in love at the stock car track. That's uh, Doyle and Debbie. And uh, uh, you can look them up on uh, YouTube. Uh, you get a lot of, uh, if you're into country music and uh, you like that kind of old style Grand, uh, grand Ole Opry uh, type of um, presentation, they're great. And uh, Delbert McClinton, of course, uh, just turned 80, great blues um, guitarist and uh, um, harp player. And uh, a great little piece of music there. And, and, you know, you do yourself well if you're looking for something to kind of smile, make you smile a little bit. Uh, check out Doyle and Debbie on uh, YouTube. And um, and that's another one of in our series of Saturday morning cartoons. If you know about a cartoon uh, that you would like us to uh, play on the air, if you know of a song that we haven't done, uh, or even one that we had that you'd like to um, hear again, um, I'm working on the Drive Time website, so I'm hoping that this week sometime um, it'll uh, we'll relaunch it, and we'll have a list of the, all of the car, of all of the tunes that we've used in um, the Saturday morning cartoon, so you can go back and relive those fine memories yourself. Uh, quickly, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the Tesla dating. Uh, you know, if, if you've owned a specialty car, <laughs> you know, if you've owned a Corvette, you, you know, I mean, it's car clubs all over the place. Uh, whatever kind of car you you drive, from a Cadillac to a Crosley, uh, you know, to a Packard, to an Oldsmobile, uh, there's, car, there's a car club for you out there. There's local car clubs that, um, you know, bring owners together of, of like kind of cars. There's also car clubs that no matter what kind of car you're driving, you can get into it. You can be a part of a car club. I'm not a big fan of car clubs in many ways uh, because they tend to get political sometimes, uh, and uh, but they also accomplish some really good things. I was, uh, you know, I did a uh, uh, the Corvette Mark Club here in Seattle, one of America's oldest Corvette clubs, uh, did a thing... Uh, the year I left to go back to Pittsburgh, uh, where we went out to a veteran's home and took, uh, you know, soldiers out at the veteran's home on a peninsula, Washington State Veterans Home, took them for rides uh, in, our, in our Corvettes. And you could see people's faces light up when they got into those cars and they got to hang with, with people and just, just to, to go for a ride, to talk to people. And I guess even to know that somebody cares enough about you to go and take you out for a ride in their, in their classic car, 
or that fancy car is probably a, a pretty good thing, right? I mean, hopefully when I'm old, somebody will come and take me for a ride in their, uh, in their um, well, when I'm old. <laughs> hopefully next week, somebody will come and take me for a ride in their, uh, their fancy car. Anyway, uh, but the Tesla people, and we know, you know, some people in car, in the car world say it's a cult. That the Tesla, you, when you buy a Tesla, you don't only buy a, um, a car, uh, an electric car, but you buy into a philosophy. Uh, you buy, you know, it's kind of like the, the uh, Iron Rand of, of, of automobiles. So, interesting to see. Um, but they've taken us now to its kind of logical next step, which is formed a an app, a dating app. It's the way you date these days. But I don't think anybody meets anybody anymore, just meets them. I think everybody is, uh, is on some kind of dating app, whether you're a senior or whatever you are. And so the Tesla uh, fans, the Tesla folks, have uh, decided to go out and um, do a dating app. Now, I, it, it hasn't, I haven't seen it launch yet, but what it says on their website is simply, and it's at tesladating.co, is uh, the dating app for Tesla owners because you can't spell love without EV. And it's a, an exclusive community of like-minded um, Elon stands. I guess that's, uh, you know, people that follow Elon Musk. Uh, the kind of people that really understand you. Sign up below for early success. There's a place you can sign up and learn more about uh, about Tesla dating. Um, it's under development. And this was back in uh, August of 2020. You have to be able to prove that you own a Tesla to get on it. So they're definitely, you know, they're definitely wanting a certain kind of person in this, uh, and they're, um, you know, they're, they're they're going for the Tesla owner because they feel that that owner presents. Uh, they, first of all, you got to have some bucks. Uh, you. You know, their owners tend to be more intelligent, uh, so they say, than other owners. Uh, probably a little bit more snobby than other owners, owners of other cars. Although, I don't know, you know, uh, I've seen some Porsche owners that have been pretty snobby. Corvette owners that have been pretty snobby. I don't know all the time that, that the kind of car, you, you know what I, I, I notice? I noticed that the cleanliness of a car will be much more of an indicator of whether somebody is um, kind of a snob than the make of car they're driving. You know, when you when you when you look in somebody's car and there's not a spot anywhere, and it's you know, I mean, it, that's it, that's kind of an indicator that you know. They like they, they like things a certain way. They want everything in place. They want, you know they're not they're not out there being free thinkers, I guess. Where you know the, the, you know if you if you jump in a car and you know maybe there's uh, still an empty cup in the in the cup holder or something like that from this morning's coffee. Maybe you, you're talking somebody's not so rigid. That's a, a little looser. But the Tesla people are gonna gonna get together and. Um, and do the set, and it, uh, it it promises to connect like-minded Tesla fans for the purposes of courtship. Um, I, I, I think it's fascinating. I mean, I think when it comes to love, I mean, you look at cars, and as we talked about earlier in the show, you sometimes you size up somebody by by what car they're driving. Many times you're surprised. Uh, that you, you're driving that car. Uh, but it's a way for people to size somebody up. It's a way to people uh, to see how somebody thinks. It's a way for people to judge people, isn't it? If you see somebody driving a Corvette 
or driving a Porsche, uh, you only must have money. You must like to go fast. You know, if you see somebody driving a, um, I don't know, you know, Volkswagen Bug, maybe you think they're a bit of a hippie. You know, and still got that free spirit in them. So, if you're a Tesla owner, uh, go to Tesla and get on the app and, and give us a call and keep us posted as to uh, how that all works out for you. I'm, I'm very interested in how that um, how that will work out for you. All right, time now for the Drive Time Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, this week we take a ride in the 2022 Honda Odyssey. It is... Um, uh, Honda has gone through their minivan, redesigned it, uh, put in a lot of tech, put in a lot of uh, style, put in a, um, uh, a a new seating arrangement, and come up with a pretty nifty van here. As a matter of fact, the only fault of the minivan, of this Honda Odyssey minivan, it's what they didn't put in that is... Um, that would probably keep you from buying one. And that is all-wheel drive and a hybrid edition. A Honda achieves what they achieve with this van um, without using those two elements of which people here in the Northwest really uh, look for and want out of a minivan and are available in both the Chrysler Pacifica and uh, the Toyota Sienna, of which uh, a new one is out uh, right now, the Sienna. But if you don't need those two items in your minivan and you're out to buy a family people mover that's good on gas, reliable as uh, all heck, and stylish, uh, the Honda Odyssey really does a nice job. It's... um. It's, it, it, it does so many things well. Uh, it seats people well. Uh, you get in and out of it well. It's low to the ground so you can get yourself in and out of it, even if you have the COVID-25 on you. Uh, the seats are comfortable. Uh, there's great visibility uh, from any seat in it. In it. Uh, the back row is easily accessible. Now, but the only problem I have with the seats, really, is that you, you got to be a little strong to move them around. But not only do they go back and forward and come out, but you can also um, adjust them outboard and inboard so you can get a little bit more space uh, between people in seats. Um, all the tech stuff is there that you need. Now, wait, let me go back for a second. The outside of the Odyssey. We're talking about the inside. The interior is, is great quality, great quality materials. Soft surfaces are easy to the touch. Really, really quality stuff. Honda did a great job with the interior. The exterior as well is, uh, is spectacular. This is a very, very appealing looking minivan. Uh, you know, a few years ago, Kia when they came, uh, came out with their minivan, uh, tried to restyle it so it didn't look as much like a minivan. And they were very successful with that because at the time there were people who looked at minivans and said, eh, you know. But, uh, and they've done that with the Odyssey as well. So they give you a, a very nicely styled car with nice lines in the side. They use uh, the uh, large metal areas in the car to put some lines in and, and, and make it appealing to the eye. Um, and they also, uh, you know, put in a lot of different um, styling cues from Honda that make it distinctly a Honda. As far as driving it, uh, you know, the engine transmission, seamless, excellent 19-inch wheels. It's not a, it's a minivan, so it's not going to be a sports car. But it handles well, it holds the road well, and it's comfortable. Uh, the great thing with the uh, minivan as well, as you get 
um, uh, you get a lot of visibility inside of the van as well to look back at the kids. You uh, you know you you have the mirror that drops down, but you also if you have to turn your neck and make that move real quick, uh, you can see a lot of things really quickly inside the dashboard, the entertainment system, uh, the uh, the movie system that's in there is excellent, easy to use, very intuitive. You got um, you got the uh, Apple and um, you know the the both um, phone systems are in there so you can plug in and use them uh, and it's um it's a solid 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 car apple carplay is in there uh display audio is what they call their system so it works on bluetooth apple carplay and android auto uh the driver assistance technology is there uh that make this one of the safest minivans out there standard emergency predicting lane departure and adaptive cruise control. And one of the coolest things I like when you turn the minivan off, you know, nowadays you'll see a, um, a, a light on the dashboard that says, you know, check your back seats. Well, a Honda has a camera mounted up in the roof that looks down at the back seat. So it actually shows you a picture of the back seat before you get out of the car. And you know what? It's a great system. And it saves one life. It's worth it uh, for them to put it in there. Uh, great um, uh, warranty on this as well. Three years, 36,000 miles. Powertrain is five years or 60,000. The Honda uh, Odyssey uh, Elite that I drove was uh, 58,000 bucks. Just a little south of that. And uh, I thought one of the best minivans I have driven all year. If you do not want the hybrid or the all-wheel drive. So good job, Honda, on that one. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our program this snowy Saturday morning. Thank you so much also for being safe out there. Please, please, please drive carefully, and I'll see you back here next Saturday morning. If the Lord's willing and the creek doesn't rise, right here at 1150 KKNW.